Welcome to Tech Bytes with TechNext. Here, we bring to you a brief roundup of everything exciting about the tech space across Africa and indeed the entire globe. From startup announcements to new inventions and the latest buzz boosts on the social space, we will be sharing industry important highlights and exploring the news within the news. We will also be bringing industry experts to share opinions about major news for the week. And most importantly, watch out for our exciting future for this week. We are sure it will be an exciting session you won't want to miss. Let us begin. What's up, people? You're welcome to Tech Bytes with TechNext. Um, today, we are set to bring to you everything exciting about the tech space across Africa and indeed the entire globe. My name is David Afalayo, and I have with me our foundational tech bro, <laughs> Dami. Hi, guys. Good yeah. day, everyone <laughs> in Africa. <laughs> Good day, everyone in Africa across the globe. Wherever you are, at whatever time you are, we say welcome to Tech Bytes. So this week has been intense for us at TechNext. Um, we are planning the biggest regulation roundtable in Africa in mm-hmm. 2022. Um, the Governance and Tech Summit is called GAT Summit 2022. You can check out the landing page on gatsummit.com to see the details and register. Yeah, Dami. Yes, ex- of course, and it's virtual and physical, so you can attend from wherever you are. You can participate from all over the world. We're going to be having conversations around regulation and the tech space in Africa. So see you there. This week, of course, we'll be sharing exciting news updates from around the global tech space. And we'll be we'll be sharing insightful conversation today. We'll be having a conversation with a thought leader in the Nigerian tech space about one of the leading news items in the week. And we'll be hosting Dr. Gbengao Degbami, the founder of YouVerify, on the impasse between Tesla CEO Elon Musk and social media giant Twitter. That is a big story. <laughs> I mean, Elon Musk has to sponsor this podcast. <laughs> we have been we covering Elon Musk's um, ride into buying Twitter for some weeks, and all of a sudden, is that about that? Are you? We are. We are stakeholders in this in this project. As what in, do you mean? As in, okay, so you have to stay with us to the end of of this podcast to get the juice. So stick here, and if you have not subscribed to this channel. I don't even know what to say now. I will say how far now. Why you here? How far now? So just do that now and let's enjoy the podcast. Okay, so first, let's go around the world of tech in 10 minutes. Um, now to the first news item. Egypt's SWVL has expanded into Mexico with acquisition of Obvan. Um, what we usually know is foreign companies buying expanding into africa <laughs> yeah but now an african tech company is expanding into mexico so this one is an egyptian tech startup um it was publicly sure. traded in march 2022 um and it, it acquired mexico's Obvan, a tech enable mass transit solution with that that is present in across 18 cities in Mexico. Radami, what do you think about that? Yeah, this is interesting. And it, it's a cool um, update because just a few weeks back, they, they let go of like 300 of their guys. Mm. Or 400, yeah. And like three weeks again, they're acquiring another startup in Mexico. Wow, that's like, yeah. 
they were the needed sacrifice to, <laughs> to get it done. <laughs> to get the acquisition. So maybe 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 it's possible the market is not doing well in that, in, in India. Yeah, I think I think the market they let go of guys when it was in Pakistan and I think Dubai. So maybe they were trying to reduce their efforts there and focus on other areas. Yeah, Latin America is a place where you need a lot of innovation. Mm-hmm. Latin yeah. America, Sub-Saharan Africa. I think uh, in Dubai you already have a lot of. Um, guys yeah social facilities so i'm sure a startup that is doing mass transit would need another space to expand. <laughs> so that is possibly the reason so at, at it is now um swvl has some strong position in africa yeah some Egypt, part of asia yeah. and europe um, it is presently operating in over 20 countries um, and they're saying they have about seven million dollars revenue bro they are unicorns so i'm not surprised Per month, per <laughs> month, <laughs> per month, four hundred and fifty thousand registered users, and uh, they are going to they are going to be completing this acquisition before the end of this month. No, that's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. That's, that's interesting. interesting. Uh, that's it's interesting. it's also interesting to see African startups uh, doing these big things that we used to see these foreign guys do, and yeah. uh, hopefully yeah. we have more of this in the next few months or years. Yeah, you're correct. So the next one we'll be going to is not so good a story. Um, this week, TechCrunch reported that Wave, Senegalese startup, um, has reduced its staff strength by 15%. So we, we, we are experiencing another wave of layoffs. <laughs> now it's coming to Africa. <laughs> so, we thought it was far away, but yeah, now it's coming to Africa. Well, we've, we've reported Netflix, we've reported other companies, uh, Microsoft, and yeah, now we are now coming to Senegal. Mm. Mad. Mm, mm. And this was are the ones announcing. Who knows the ones that have been doing yeah, it are not they're announcing. Doing on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so but they just raised money last week. That's that's a surprising story because debt we've, funding or something. Yeah, yeah, we've announced some weeks ago that it raised about one twenty million or something. We have debt funding and now it's laying off. So we just need to know that Wave is Senegalese and is the first unicorn, Francophone yeah. African tech startup that has become a unicorn. It is worth 1.7 billion USD, and um, uh, they they reached that valuation when they raised their last money, which is um, 219 million. Um, uh, So it's quite surprising if you've raised that much. Yeah. that you are still laying off people and uh, I, I think it's something that comes with raises now you know when you raise you have money you're gingered you're employing people trying mm. to expand and do some things but after some time i think everything comes full circle and I'm like okay guys let's calm down now let's think which works and which doesn't and the ones that don't work of course you let guys go and be like, yeah 15 percent is a, is a number but 15 percent of about Two thousand. That's like three hundred. Yeah. That's not. That's a whole startup. That's like. <laughs> 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 or like five startups. You're, you're firing a whole startup, actually. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so the next is um. This is another exciting story. FSB Financial Stability Board, um, is 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 has announced that it's working on a crypto regulation that will be coming out in October. Um, the financial. The FSB, Financial Stability Board, is a multinational organization. From what we know, this organization has about 24 countries across Across. Europe um, in in its umbrella. And they are saying they want to release a regulation that would enable its member country to transact in crypto going forward. What do you think about that? Ah, That's interesting. I mean, two weeks or thereabouts, UK said they were working on regulation 
mm-hmm. or bringing crypto into their market mm-hmm. and now they are the body that is controlling the entire europe and i think south africa too yeah, yeah south africa europe and, and some other US g20 and countries yeah. yeah and now they are saying they want to regulate and and all eventually regulation is just going to come into crypto and we're just going to have like a body that is going to regulate in crypto so, and are, you, so are you saying the the unregulated crypto identity thing. that blockchain has is going to be taken away after a while yeah i, f- I feel like it is because really governments would not allow you be transacting money billions trillions in their countries and they would not clamp on it mm. everything always gets clamped on sooner or later either they render it illegal or they said okay these guys are too big to to be rendered illegal and they'll be like okay guys come let's talk together that's what happened with almost everything mm. you've seen it with cocaine you've mm. seen it with marijuana and mm. those things they either say you're illegal and get you out or they say yeah come come because because once you begin to have huge sums of money flowing through i mean you're system, having startups yeah there, there there is a need for the for the government to have a tie in there. yeah you're having big companies like binance coinbase these guys are basically crypto companies they are regulated by whatever startup sec and all those things and hmm. you're saying the the assets they are trading should not be regulated <laughs> it's not gonna work <laughs> so so why is this important F- fsb at reports to finance ministers of g20 countries fsb is located in brazil in switzerland yeah. and fsb um, regulatory guidelines are obeyed by almost all the countries in the g20 we are talking about the most powerful 20 countries in the world oh. so so it, FSB released an assessment report in February 2022 that it, where it warned that um, crypto is fast evolving and could reach a point where they present a threat to global <laughs> financial stability due to their scale. And now FSB is making a U-turn to say, yeah, it is a threat, but it's a positive threat. If crypto has it. this capacity to affect the market scale, then it is something that we need to harness in a positive way. So somehow it's a good news for you guys out there yeah if you're really interested crypto, in crypto crypto ads will just be like no we don't want regulations <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i think if it's regulated adoption will be faster yeah because a lot of traditionally traditional rich people people would, would believe it more be trust sure, it more yeah the government is involved before they really put in their money yeah and i agree they may not it may not it may now become stunted somehow to share but mm. let's see how it goes yeah let's see how it goes <laughs> okay so the next is um there's a south african firm called uh, h2o securities he says it has launched a 150 i mean it has launched fifty million dollars worth crypto what crypto water token i don't know how that works <laughs> i don't understand when i say it i was like crypto water like is it what's is going it, on is a token that is based on water and it's crypto bro that is <laughs> let me read it so south african based water infrastructure firm h2 securities is as as announced that it has launched what has what it describes as world first crypto water token that's a mouthful yeah, water token. Well, water according water. to the firm, the token is expected to provide access to the company's H2O water, water network. network. Um, so the idea is, if you support um, the movement, if you support the the, the the company's mission, one way of rewarding Not in you, you, or if you want to transact on that network, is to use their token, and mm-hmm. the token is called H2ON. 
crypto water token network. <laughs> Hopefully, it doesn't take it doesn't take hundred years to to become monetizable like Pi. Shots fired. All right. So, I mean, the interesting thing is a biomass um, digital asset investment company, GEM Capital, has said it has already invested one fifty million dollars in that. Oh, wow. wow. So okay let's see how it goes bahamas traction from the beginning (laughs) okay so there are some things you need to know in case you are interested in in investing in this it will be available on uh, bitmart by july beginning from july 3rd so it's out there um but it will not be launched into the market until later this month um h2o security is the name of the company claimed that the water network is a closed loop system so you might not be able able to transact this coin outside, outside of, their of the system, system. and um, it will first start out like a rewarding system so if you need some head drop just find your way to boom to the water network system <laughs> get your own it's to start <laughs> drinking water <laughs> drink water <laughs> <laughs> right so it's interesting we are seeing a lot of innovation in the in the blockchain and the crypto space mm, yeah, yeah it's cool uh hopefully some even are, i think there were about twenty thousand or two million at some point like crypto yeah. tokens that have been launched yeah wow that's quite a lot that's a lot <laughs> but, so, so one, that's one of the things that gives me uh, headache because i know uh fiat currencies you have to be a, a recognized entity you have to be a country mm-hmm. for you to be able to issue a fiat currency yeah but, but for the cryptocurrency it just seems like a group somebody, of guys yeah could just write some issue. code write one white paper I'll call it i'll call it poppy coin. boom yeah, exactly and <laughs> boom people launch into it and, and some people, crash it's some are just elevated ponzi schemes and they crash hmm. so don't you think that at this point it is it's actually okay for us to have some sort of regulation to yeah that's why for that so many years you can many, actually create a, a currency except you have xyz yeah yeah it's possible so it, it will also help sanitize the market too but hmm. these guys don't want it because hmm. it's going to you know hmm. impede hmm. the innovation hmm. So, as usual, we had a lot of raises in the week across Africa. Quite some interesting raises. Yeah. Uh, Kenyan clean tech startup Solar Panda raised $8 million, Series A. Um, Nigerian fintech startup Block acquired Orchestrate, formerly known no, as Guess Wallet. It's, it's fishing season in Nigeria. <laughs> just just yeah. go and start fishing. Yeah, another Nigerian assessment startup, Credit Check, said it raised $240,000. USD proceed. Um, that's good. Um, Nigerian fintech startup Swipe also mm. raised five hundred thousand oh, USD okay. proceed. And uh, another startup Zazu. When I first saw that name, thought they would catch you. <laughs> but it's UK based. Yeah, it's UK based. But it's an African startup. The founders are African. Zazu said he raised two million dollars um the irony will be zazu now appointing portable as brand ambassador <laughs> <laughs> see ideas wisdom wisdom pay me pay me my royalties <laughs> wisdom zazu raised two million dollars um to to bring transparency to the remittance industry man so he's raising money to be a watchword Mm-hmm. dog watchdog for the for the, for the remittance space yeah. no, that's, that's interesting that's interesting so that's that's all from around the world in 10 minutes um we sure that you got some value from that 
Um, just now, we'll be going to our conversation for the day. Yeah. Okay, so today we'll be having an exciting conversation. Um, and the title is The Elon Musk Accusation on Pass. What will Twitter do next? What will Twitter do next? Um, so, after months of the leadling and um, after hinting heavily on social media that they would no longer be buying the company because of its bot calculations and actual users number Elon Musk has formally finally ended his bid to buy Twitter mm-hmm. and Twitter in reaction had followed up with his promise to force Elon Musk to buy the company by force by force <laughs> Twitter has sued, sued the, the SpaceX and Tesla CEO in a Delaware court on Tuesday and Musk reason is that he, he, he points to an unsubstantiated claims by twitter he says um, twitter's numbers of followers its claim of numbers of followers is misleading investors and users um it says twitter has a lot of fake accounts on its platform um which twitter itself has has claimed to be five percent well almost yeah, says that yeah, is an underestimation yeah, that 20. Um, but what we know is that Elon Musk had no apparent qualms with twitter's bot account prior to announcing the deal <laughs> and he actually mentioned that one of the things he intends to do when he takes over so was to deal away. with the spam pro- spamming problem um, so in a lawsuit twitter has highlighted the obvious contradiction between Elon Musk early vows to get rid of the spam bots and a subsequent surprise that the platform has a spam problem. Um, in response, Musk's legal team has gone to court to claim that Twitter hasn't given him sufficient access to his data to conduct his own analysis. Though it is not clear how that analysis would differ from Twitter's own long-standing method. Um, the case is now in court. Something yeah. that started like a tweet banter <laughs> no. went on to an actual... Um, acquisition announcement bidding process has now ended in the court the big question for us today is what is next for twitter and to discuss this topic we have with us someone who is very knowledgeable about how the startup ecosystem work about acquisitions about investment and indeed about the startup space across the world mr uh, dr benga degbami is the co-founder at you verify um you verify just a bit about them they are building innovative products that will continue to push the bounds of what is possible in the kyc and fraud mitigation across africa you uh, verify helps build help businesses automate decisions and onboard the right customers and mitigate fraud using data Mr. Odegbami holds a doctoral degree in business administration at the Paris School of Business. You're welcome on board, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I was thinking you guys are going to mention that uh, Technest is going to start their own cryptocurrency. Well, you guys didn't talk about that. <laughs> well, With all this big, big money you guys are mentioning. You know, cryptocurrency is not our will. Because you said some guys can just sit down in the room, you know, in the basement, the price of cold, then that's money. Yeah, that that seems to be like the idea for a lot of people because um we've seen coins. I mean, Daniel yeah. has experience of some of these coins that did you not just, just go you just beyond see and boom after some the Twitter original value. 
Okay. They even know who the developer Let's talk is. about yeah. <laughs> yeah. So about Alien. Alien Musk. Yeah, so, so let's what about him? Let's uh, let's start <clears throat> from the beginning. Do you think that there was anything wrong with the bidding process from the onset? Was was did you I mean as an expert in this space, seeing how the conversation between Elon and Twitter started, did it start on the right note? Was anything wrong from the beginning? I'm not I'm not sure I will talk like an expert. I will just talk I'll be I will I will say it like a like an observer, more like a kid, just like everybody else. Uh, you understand? I think um Yes. My my opinion was that must just you know one of those things you know you like those those impulsive decisions uh look i want to do this i think that's what happened i'm not sure it touched it through uh because uh why would i say i'm not sure it touched it through uh, a good example is that Elon Musk himself his lawyers or his lawyers they waived their due diligence right so because they know this problem was over there but they said no don't worry about due diligence we are going to you understand this we are going to buy it at this price i you know and he, he just sets himself up basically you understand so people say maybe he doesn't have any intention of buying it in the first place uh there's another school of thought that says that he's doing that because he wanted to sell some tesla shares and you need a good reason to sell tesla shares so say that you want to buy a quiet company so, so you need to waste money it's a good reason so it's not going to um, it's a good reason to to sell tesla shares so but i think he he, he believed that the, i so the assumption or the rumor is that he knew the deal would go through you understand so mm. or he never truly wanted to buy it mm. that's the truth and the the twitter board knew that but guess what the public opinion was on the most side so the Twitter board just had to, you know, okay, let's see how it goes. Mm. Mm. So um, let's assume that yeah. in 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 honesty, the truth is let's assume that that assertion by some people that Elon Musk was looking for an excuse to sell uh, Tesla shares was the reason he he approached Twitter for a sale. If that is indeed true, as as he um, infringe on any regulatory process? Is it is it is it guilty of any any criminal offense? No, no, it's not a crime. It's not a crime. Just that if like if you are a, um, let's say a critical stakeholder in a company, um, either an investor, a founder, a CEO, and you start selling your shares, um, uh, it's it's like it's a wrong signal to the market that you don't. Um, that means your money will do better somewhere else. You understand that your company. So it's a wrong signal to the market. So the market will basically also want to follow suit and dump your shares. So that means the value of the Tesla shares will drop. Uh, so, but if he says I need to sell some shares because I need to buy Twitter, so it's not going to cause that kind of a bad wagon effect. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. So the it's a rumor. It's not been proven that. Uh, by some analysts, you know, out there, that that's why, maybe that's we just maybe that's why that guy is a sharp guy. You understand? Mm. <laughs> that's why, he, because the shares he has sold, the profit he has earned, can easily pay the one billion uh, dollar uh, um, breakup fee 
for that's supposed to pay Twitter. So even after paying, uh, uh, even if after paying the one billion dollar breakup fee with Twitter, it's still a good deal for him. You understand? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that, it's that's, that's interesting. So, but yeah, so Twitter it's has not, so people Twitter say has, yeah. has his own um, has his own share of loss. Because yeah. when Elon Musk first made that announcement, right. Twitter's yeah, Twitter shares soared. It went up, and after he started up with the accusation that Boom. Twitter uh, has a lot of bot accounts and its number of users might not be what they claim to have, the numbers went down. So, don't you think Twitter has a ground to actually ask him to pay beyond the one billion um, fee, or maybe even possibly blacklist him from the from the shares or from the owners list and all would the would, no, the, I think, would the penalty be sufficient uh so i think that's left for the court and the you know the, the whatever gymnastics they would do in the culture but um i think uh, i believe i'm at least my own assumption that wherever it lands it almost have figured it out that it will be whatever happens it's still going to be it's still going to be richer you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> so, regardless of how it happens. But I think Twitter will settle ultimately. Because um, it's going to, because what is going to be happening to Twitter is a lot of uncertainty in the business. Uh, a lot of senior people probably want to leave. Imagine if you're working for Twitter right now, you'll be planning to leave. So, a lot of people want to leave. So, the damage to Twitter will be so significant that Twitter will just want all this uh, drama to go away very soon. So the question is, uh, when will, uh, you know, Twitter have to decide when that will happen. But however, I think there was an, um, I think somebody, one edge fund is placing a bet that uh, Elon Musk will lose the case. So because of that, and if Elon Musk loses the case, the Twitter shares will rise up. So he has buying a lot of Twitter shares. So I think uh, uh, Twitter shares will, I don't know, you know, America is a very sophisticated economy. So it's so Twitter shares might actually go up. So there's still a lot of uh, things, a lot of moving parts. So, uh, but based on what I hear, I'm not a lawyer. It seems <laughs> as if Twitter has a very good case against uh, Elon Musk. You understand? But so yeah. now, so, it's, so you now have to question what's Elon Musk's intention. So the other thing is that can will Twitter be able to go all the way without? You know, um, uh, incurring more significant damage because ultimately, it's just going to. I'm not sure. Elon doesn't want it again. So I'm not sure you force somebody to buy buy that. You will just set you. Ultimately, you will have to set you. Hmm. All right. Makes hmm. sense. So let's uh, let's just do some hypothesis. Let's say Twitter is able to succumb to Elon Musk's demand. And they they give in, they give all the details to his legal team, and uh, they fulfill their own part of the clause. Um, do you think Elon? I think they give. I think they give in. I think I don't. I think he doesn't want it. You know, he doesn't because you know the market also crashed. By the time he, he gave them the offer, since then the market has generally crashed. That means that he's overpaying for Twitter. He's significantly overpaying for Twitter. So. If yeah, you nobody wants, wants a significant, kind of money, yeah. So you want to lose, you, want, you rather want to negotiate a significant discount. You will not want to buy Twitter for forty-four billion. 
because the market has crashed. The, market, the dynamics of the market have changed, you know? So why would you want to buy? So what you just doing is just tactics. So the best option would be for Twitter to, of course, Twitter, for them to get the best deal, uh, they have to swing. And before your must comes to the table, you must, you must, you must feel more pain, you know, <laughs> than it can, it can afford. So, but right now, I think the ball is, uh, uh, must have nothing to lose at the moment. I think he has played his card right. Yeah. Uh, but the truth is that he doesn't want to, he wants, he wants to save his wealth. He doesn't want to pay at this, at that much for Twitter again. Um, and so if Twitter, I thought Twitter said to, uh, sell themselves to him at a significant discount, or Twitter keeps uh, this court process and Twitter will end up, you know, huge, huge damage to Twitter in terms of, uh, you understand, mm. uh, in, 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 in terms of reputation, in terms of talent, in terms of so many things. Mm. So it, it will be interesting to understand how generally acquisitions work because um, at some point I, I know at the initial stage uh, people were saying the 44 billion might be an overestimation for yeah. twitter so we don't even know how Elon Musk arrived at the number then coming back to say twitter does not have the what it promised to have the number of users um for a platform like twitter uh, how how would one actually I mean, this is just a general question to be able to understand how does acquisition process work? Is it is it just by intuition or, or by data? Is it by... Because we've had acquisitions across Africa as well, yeah. like a startup like Paystack. Um, so if we found out that a startup that claims to have 500,000 users has had 100,000 churns, that is 20%, um, does that actually affect their valuation? Now we're not just focusing on Twitter, but on acquisitions generally. How how do we how how do people um, figure out what the actual value of say big platform like Twitter or some other bigger African startups like uh, Kuda and Flutterwave and the rest? Uh, does the number of users really matter, or the power of the technology itself? I think you have to go back to the basics. Um, any acquisition in the same way is a trade, a willing buyer and a willing seller. You understand? So unlike it's like any um, capitalist environment, um, it is what value the buyer thinks uh, the asset is worth to him or her that they are willing to offer. And if the seller believes that um that that is what is truly uh, truly what is worth then the transaction is done i think that's the fundamental uh of any form of acquisition so so the any other thing apart from it is like maybe uh extra like for example uh in the in the one for this twitter scenario i think it's a all cash um agreement it's all cash proposal. It's not a, it wasn't an agreement. Or it's, it was it was an agreement to buy. Um, it was all cash. And what they do because Twitter is a publicly traded company. So what they kind of what uh, Elon Musk did was to give them an offer. He was hoping that it was in the best interest of the shareholders. Hmm. So that means that an offer that he believes is too is 
is too good to be turned down. You understand what I'm saying? So, which is that you're buying something at a, at a premium. Basically, let's say you want to buy something, you really want it, and you just decide to buy it over the uh, the, the normal price, the market price. You get what I'm saying? And that's exactly what they're doing there. So, they, uh, that's what Elon Musk did. So, he basically put a premium on, on Twitter, hoping that uh, the board will just accept it without no questions. So to make it easy on them, they remove all the uh, safety guards that you should have included. Uh, like due diligence, he removed a lot of safety guard legally that would have protected it because he just, uh, just wanted the transaction done quickly for his own best reasons. Uh, we don't know the reasons why he did that. Uh, so, and Twitter, so how they came up with that value, we won't know. But the point is that we can only know the intention that he wanted to give them an offer that if anybody does any form of analysis, that value, that offer is still going to be good. So you can do so many types of analysis. You can do, uh, you can determine the value based on the valuation of the stock market. That's a value, you understand? Uh, that uh, you can determine the uh, maybe future valuation, maybe their future earnings, their, pro their projected cash flow in the future. So you can do uh, uh, the valuation based on multiples, maybe on multiples of their revenues or multiples of other major metrics. But because it's a publicly traded company, you understand. But when you do all this valuation, you cannot decide which valuation is the one that is uh, to your benefit, because they will not all arrive at the same uh, number. But typically, they will be they will not be so far apart. So depending on your objective, you understand. You choose the valuation uh, number that you want. But uh, so, but in a but because it's a uh, Twitter is an established business, and mind you, Twitter accumulated loss in the last 10 years is is is, is negative over a yeah, billion dollars i don't know if you know that that means yeah so so the Twitter, I mean, Twitter is not a company that's making money so it's so i think i'm assuming here based on information that's available publicly that you know most of ours based on the share price and they put a premium on it um, um so that the uh the board would not would not be able to refuse it so you just probably look at the, the share price in the last maybe two years and say and make an assumption the share price have not have not gotten to this threshold so i'll just give them an offer so that if i'm an, if any present shareholder of uh, twitter looks at that offer there's no way twitter will get to that price point maybe in the next two or three years so they're basically uh so it's basically a better decision for me to sell to to musk than to keep the shares uh so that's in this case and, and that's how it works for uh, for almost every transaction. You know, the context, the dynamics might be different. For example, um, you know, in the Amazon is uh, all cash. In some scenarios, you do maybe a combination of cash and shares because shares is also part of the asset of the company. The company, the company shares. You understand what I'm saying? So, yeah. like uh, when Elon Musk uh, bought uh, Solar City, I think was it Solar City? Uh, his cousin's company. So the solar company that is coming, yeah, so where I'm, 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 I'm merged with uh, um, Solar X. With yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm merged with Tesla. Uh, yeah, solar. Yeah, I think it's a solar company. I can't, I can't remember the name. So, but he, so he, he didn't do just cash. There was a, also a share swap involved. 
That means that he paid for some of those, or they were they did the share swap. That means that they paid the owner of the Solar X company in shares. That means instead of paying them cash, they will not own shares of a bigger company called Tesla. Tesla. So it's and and startup also do that too. So it's not all acquisition that is a all cash transaction. You understand? And in some cases, you are just um, uh, uh, maybe the company you are, are trying to acquire has a lot of liabilities or debts. You are basically transferring that liability. Maybe that liability is so huge, you know, um, and that liability will like a bankrupt company. For, that's why they can buy a bankrupt company for for one dollar because the liability there's no value again in the source or liability, and so you are basically just accepting that liability and accepting that liability you're not going to add money to it you understand what i'm saying so you just say look let's just buy it for a symbolic figure of, of a dollar so it's uh yeah yeah so that's my opinion about about that hmm. thank you very much so uh, my last but one question is if i mean since elon musk announced that he was going to buy twitter a lot of things have had happened right some people had yeah. resigned in protest yeah, some people. some people had been sacked um, a couple of things had happened um i know twitter also announced some changes to to its border to its, and c level guys not just the border and the c level but also to the way the twitter system works they said they were going to introduce some edit forms and and all because they were reacting to that announcement um if it had been some other companies, the reactions might, might have been deeper than that. Maybe some companies that are not as stable as Twitter. So that we will not have some other Elon Musks in the future. Because this is a precedent. <laughs> um, first, I want to know your opinion. If this is a good precedent or a bad one. Um, if Elon Musk eventually does not pull through with this buy. Um, how do we prevent people from making similar offers to other companies and those offers will trigger chains of reaction and they will eventually not go ahead with your offers is it a good precedent if it is not how do we prevent people other people in the future from making those kind of announcements i think it's not something that's tough i think it's part of business um it's not a new precedent it's something that is and that's why you have lawyers i think the lessons here is that always talk always listen to your lawyers uh, <laughs> i'm not sure there's any um, um, any company must build their company for easily uh, of course most at all but you must always um, build your company for resilience because anything can come and you have to uh, be prepared you understand what i'm saying because if you have a business uh, you know uh, uh, you know, a, a, how would I call it? You know, a, a legend like Musk coming for you for whatever reason. Doesn't matter the reason. You understand what I'm saying? Um, it's going to affect you for negative or positively. So I think I I don't know how Twitter was internally, but Twitter just we're just transitioning from uh, from Jack to a new CEO. So I think they were still in the yeah. process of transition. So. It's, I think, uh, and they were now eight with this. Probably the new CEO has not fully settled down. You know, he was their former yeah. CEO, has not fully settled down, has not, you know, so, so he has so many plans, you know, he has, not, he has not even fully established that he's the man in charge. 
So then now you have Elon Musk coming for you. You understand what I'm saying? So it's <laughs> it's so I don't know. So you just have to. I think it does the perfect storm for for the sea of Twitter in terms of their leadership. Uh, uh, you will not know what you do until you get there. I'm not sure there's a school that can teach you what to do. Uh, one just have to realize that you live in a very very chaotic, turbulent environment, and you should be. Uh, and it should be. It's a good idea if you have resiliency in the organizational structure. So uh, yeah, so it's yeah, because the CEO of Twitter does not. It almost even without buying Twitter, is one of the it's largest shareholder. You understand? So it's not just somebody that is coming for you. Somebody that, even if you don't sell to him, you see your largest shareholder. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like a bone in your throat. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Whichever way you look at it. Uh, so um, I think the lesson here is to just keep building your company for Because if it's not in your most today, it could be Nigeria. It could be Naira devalu. It could be devaluation of Naira. It could be pressure from dollar. It could be absolutely anything. It could be excess. It could be anything. So it's something that uh, all business, not just business in Nigeria, business globally, have to keep you know um, building that business for to uh, to uh, so that they can absorb shock, external shocks, and uh, internal shocks. Like when you have exit, like in Nigeria, when you have uh, uh, a lot of startup, one of the biggest issues with startup is uh, resources. When you have a lot of resources uh, leaving the country, talent leaving the country, and you have to start, um, um, uh, you, know, you have to start working on competing aggressively for 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 talent. So it's you know, so it's like how do you build a company for that kind of a shop? You understand what I'm saying? Mm. So these are and whoever can do that, I think it's uh, it's, it's just you know, most likely as a higher probability of success. Mm. Thanks indeed, boss for for your comments this has been very insightful for us um, on tech bite and i'm sure the people that are li- listening to the podcast have, have yeah. really seen the different <laughs> angles to this conversation and um, it's going to be helpful in, in for the ecosystem going forward uh, we, we are we appreciate your coming to share your thoughts with us uh, dr benga degwami we hope that if we call on you subsequently you will give us a, a slice of your time Pleasure. Yeah. So thank you guys for joining our podcast today. Um, you can always follow us on social media. I am at Aphorisms across all channels um, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. But also follow Technext at technext.ng on Twitter, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, um, on Facebook as well. Um, Dami. Uh, Act down 07. Act down 07 across the social media channel. So we're going to see you again next week and we're going to be having another exciting conversation. Um, Definitely. Follow this channel so that you can always see once we upload our podcast. Um, thank you for joining us today. See you next week. Bye. Ciao.